listening to a Sharesies podcast. Tēnā tātou katoa, it's the 5th of October. Welcome to Recap made for you by Sharesies. And if you don't know, Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. And here is a really important message. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Morning, Jose. Morning or afternoon, I don't know. It's all the same really. Like It could be. It could be morning. Who would know? I wouldn't. I've it's been morning somewhere. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's, <laughs> I think that's the biggest sign that it's actually the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> my brain's just like I've had enough. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I, I feel oh, you. Man. I feel you, man. But talking about the morning, did you notice that Facebook and Instagram were down today? Uh, yeah, well, yes, I did. I was, I just sort of woke up and everything was very peaceful and I, I felt really just good about myself. And yeah, I well, just, it made, <laughs> um, it made me realize two things. One, um, how much I enjoy scrolling through the gram while I'm drinking my morning coffee and two, oh, totally. how reliant I am on Facebook messenger to actually communicate with people. Absolutely. I'm right there with you, I have to say. So, but what was the deal with the outage? Uh, well, the outage affected the Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram platforms, all of which are owned by Facebook, the social uh, media giant mm. that is listed on the NASDAQ exchange. Uh, now, Facebook, the, the social media platform, has nearly 3 billion users, and this outage came uh, quickly to show just how much the world has come to rely on social media. Um, there's businesses that basically run off Facebook um, or other websites that use it to log into their services. Even Facebook was basically ground to a standstill because the company uses its own network to do everything. So there were reports of staff not being able to access their work accounts or even access the Facebook offices uh, because their swipe cards were <laughs> impacted by the outage. Right, I couldn't believe it when I read that. So there were like people outside who could not get into the office and there were people inside the office who couldn't access certain rooms or basically do much of anything. That sounds like a nightmare. And it sounds yeah. like a, a totally stressful day for Facebook then. So uh, the platforms are all up and running now, is that right? Yeah, yeah, they are. So Facebook said um, a couple of hours ago that they've been working hard to restore access to their apps and services and that um, they're coming back online and thanks for bearing with them. All up the outage lasted for around six or seven hours. Okay, so what was behind the issue? Uh, well, we don't know for sure, but Facebook's chief technology officer has tweeted and blamed networking issues. I mean, I'm not a tech person. I don't really know what that means. Yeah, yeah you put the little <laughs> quote marks in the script as well. I can see that. So that's great. So how did this impact the, the company? Uh, well, it will be a relatively expensive day for Facebook. Uh, the company, according to the New Zealand Herald, is understood to make three hundred thirty million US dollars a day from advertising. Right, and that's a huge number. That presumably was halted by this outage, at least a little bit. Exactly. And then in terms of Facebook share price, that fell 4.9% on Monday in the US. Uh, now, Facebook has a market capitalization of over $900 billion. So if you do the maths on what 5% is of that, um, then that adds up to a fair few billions of dollars. 
And actually, Forbes, um, they reported that this drop in Facebook share price would have meant that CEO Mark Zuckerberg would have lost 5.9 billion US dollars. Wow. Sorry, I'm just doing a double take at the the, the, the numbers there. <laughs> uh, that is a rough day at the office. Uh, yeah, although as Forbes uh, reported, it still leaves him with a sweet 117 billion US dollars. So not all is lost for him. Oh, well, that, that's good to know. But I, I feel like I've seen Facebook quite a bit in the headlines recently. Uh, what's all that about? Yeah, you're right. There's been a lot of headlines around something being called the Facebook Files. Now, this is a series of reports made by the Wall Street Journal. Uh, They cite numerous internal documents from Facebook and make some pretty bold claims about the company, uh, one of which uh, is that they know that Instagram has negative effects on the mental health of teenage girls. Right. And how did the Wall Street Journal get this information? So just this week, a woman called Frances Haig, who used to be a product manager at Facebook, uh, she revealed herself as the whistleblower behind these reports. Uh, She said that she became increasingly concerned about the company prioritising engagement over user safety and well-being, uh, which ultimately led her to gather tens of thousands of pages worth of internal documents and give them to the Wall Street Journal and the Securities and Exchange Commission to do something about it. And how has Facebook responded to this? Uh, Well, Facebook's Vice Vice President of Policy and Global Affairs, Nick Clegg, reportedly sent a memo to employees saying that the claims are simply not backed up by data. Uh, The company has also denied that Instagram is toxic for teenage girls. But in the meantime, Haig is due to testify before a Senate subcommittee on Wednesday. Thanks very much, Alice. Okay, so from global social media giants to something closer to home, I understand that NZDME released an update on its business today? Yeah, so the local media company revised its revenue expectations as the rolling lockdown in Auckland uh, affects its bottom line. All right, so when was their last guidance issued? Yeah, their last update was in August, which I don't know about you, but it seems like two years ago now. But back then they advised shareholders that based on the trends of the time and on the assumption that any outbreaks were stamped out quickly, their expectations were that they would see profit growth for the full uh, 2021 year over 2020. And then considering that after seven weeks, we're still waiting for Auckland's outbreak to simmer down, uh, I can only assume that this has made a difference to NZME's bottom line. Yes, well, they did flag back in August as well that the duration of the lockdown would make that profit growth challenging. And they confirmed today that their advertising revenue during the third quarter of this year has been impacted. Having said that, those revenues remain 7% above the same period last year, when New Zealand was just putting itself back together after the 2020 lockdowns. And what does that mean for their full year outlook? Like, did they give any hint of their expectations there? Yeah, so they expect EBITDA to land somewhere between 63 and $67 million. That's compared to 2020, which saw a result of $67.3 million. And I remember that uh, back in August, they'd reached an agreement to sell GrabOne. Uh, any updates on that? Yeah, so this is where NZME was looking to sell the Grab One Online Deal website. You sort of get like you know twenty five percent off a massage kind of thing. Uh, they were looking to sell to Global Marketplace New Zealand Limited for seventeen and a half million dollars. Their only update uh, was that the proposed deal was progressing, and they expect to be able to update shareholders on that by the fifteenth of October. <laughs> 
But as we move on, what have you got to wrap us up for the day, Alice? Well, I thought I'd finish off with news about two Kiwi companies that today announced big contract wins. Oh, great. So tell me more. So the first company is Volpara Health Technologies. Now, Volpara is listed on the Australian Stock Exchange, but is listed, uh, sorry, based here in Wellington. So they are engaged with health technology software. Specifically, they've designed software that's used in breast cancer screening. Uh, in fact, Volpara says that 33% of women who attend breast cancer screenings in the U in the United States interacts with at least one Volpara software product. Amazing. Uh, well, what's Volpara's news today? Uh, so Volpara announced that they've entered into their largest contract to date. Uh, how Volpara's business model works is that, is that they have contracts in place with healthcare providers uh, to use the Volpara software. So the contract today uh, is worth just over two million US dollars over the course of the next five years. Mm, and did they say who the contract is with? Uh, exactly who wasn't specified. Volpara just said that it's with a leading US diagnostic imaging provider. Mm, coy. Uh, Ooh, okay. <laughs> now, Dr. Ralph Heinem, he pointed out, um, he is Volpara's founder and CEO. He said that they usually don't announce when they sign individual deals, but this is Volpara's highest value contract signed to date. Um, he also said that Volpara is experiencing tremendous momentum for their platform in the market. Mm, thanks for that. So who was the second company that uh, made an announcement about a contract win today? Uh, that was Ike GPS. Now we've talked about Ike GPS on recap before, but every time I have to remind myself what they actually do. I know, much the same, but I, I think that they that they like collect and analyse data related to polls that are used by utility and communication companies, right? Yeah, that's right. And then they're also dual listed on the New Zealand and Australian stock exchanges. All right. So what was Ike GPS's news today? They announced that a contract with one of their communication customers in the US has been extended. Uh, specifically, the contract has been expected, uh, sorry, the contract is expected to generate a million dollars worth of revenue for Ike over the next 12 months. Uh, and it's not the first time that this specific customer has extended their contract and the customer has indicated that more extensions are likely to follow. And what did Ike say about this? Our CEO Glenn Milne said that the expansion of this customer further demonstrates the value that the Ike platform provides to communications groups and that the long-term revenue opportunity with this group is substantial. All right, thanks very much, Alice. And thanks so much for listening. That was Recap for the 5th of October. Uh, it certainly was. As always, we would love it and we would appreciate it if you gave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That really does help. But we'll be back tomorrow. Mā Yep. Yeah, kakitano. See you then.